neutral corner. In the neutral corner. Hey guys, welcome in the neutral corner with RJ Summerlin. Here we are for the UFC 291 wrap up. Uh, man, what a great, what a great night of fights. Um, another, another in the car podcast with me this morning. Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, I am on the way to training this morning, so I got to squeeze in that mic time when I can. But man, last night was a freaking uh, phenomenal card. Uh, because I'm driving, I don't have the fight card in front of me. Uh, so I am going based off of memory alone. And we'll just start from the top, uh, top down. Uh, first thing we'll say, actually the first thing we'll talk about is Wonderboy Thompson and, uh, and Michael Pereira. Uh That fight was canceled. It was supposed to be on the main card. And it was canceled because Pereira came in three pounds over and Wonderboy Thompson and his team decided against taking that fight. They cited the Darren Till fight in which Darren Till was over a little bit and took it and lost a split decision. And somehow or another, those three pounds really made a difference in that split decision. You know, as a fighter, that, that's a hard one, right? Because as a fighter, you're like, hey, man, three pounds? Like, I have literally fought people 60 pounds heavier than me multiple times. However, when you're talking about cutting the weight and making the sacrifice and sitting in that sauna when you feel like you're about to die and you only have three more pounds to go, uh, I mean, I, I, get, I get both sides of the coin. Um, you know, a little bit of my perspective would be, well... The guy's been struggling to make it. And usually when a fighter is three pounds over, that's because they refuse to go in the sauna. As a matter of fact, the last uh, Ultimate Fighter episode, uh, Roosevelt Roberts had shaved his head. He shaved his head to make weight. He had a quarter pound to go and was like, dude, I'm not getting back in the sauna. And this man had dreads that he had been growing for years, and he shaved them to make weight. My point being is, sometimes taking the fight on a guy that's three pounds over might be more of an advantage. I mean, at some point he stopped, right? Like at some point he was like, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. I cannot take this. My body, I feel like, I mean, we've seen how many how many of the videos have we seen of people like Cyborg and Jorge and uh, countless others in the sauna dying, wrapped in towels, dying, in the bathtub hot, dying. Because, well, they're trying to make that last few ounces matter. So it would, it would seem to me that someone that decided to quit three pounds before their agreed weight, they might be having a really hard time. Their body might be shot. They might not be able to recover the way that um, they're used to. And, man, to me, that just sounds like more of an advantage for me. Hey, I made the weight. Maybe it was a hard weight cut. Maybe it wasn't. Whatever the case is, I made it. He did it. He killed himself to get there. Now, then again, maybe the guy thought, eh, Wonder Boy will take it. If I'm three pounds off, I'm three pounds off. I'm not going to kill myself. It is what it is. And then lost the whole fight. And it's just a hole. Like, it didn't even happen. It's also reported that Wonder Boy didn't get his show money. Which... 
man, I don't know. You know, he did not take the fight. It was only three pounds over. Like, come on, bro. Come on, only three pounds. Come on, man. I like you, Wonder Boy, but come on, dude. However, Wonder Boy showed up. Wonder Boy made the weight. He went to the camp. He did all that. He should get at least the show money. He he did everything legally within the contracted means of the fight. So <coughs> all the terms and agreements were met on Wonder Boy's side. So he should at least get a show money. Tough scenario there. Tough scenario. Um, but yeah, so the main event, okay? I had made a point in my last uh, podcast, and especially the one before that where I talked about any time, truthfully, that I've talked about Dustin or Justin's upcoming bout, I mentioned the fact that Dustin was... Dustin was Justin's first loss in the UFC. And he TKO'd him, I think it was like the third round. But that was back when Justin was, he came into the UFC and he says, I've got one style. It's a live or die by the sword style. And I've only got five fights left in me because of the way that I fight in my style. And one of us is going to go in there and we're going to throw, or we're both going to go in there and we're going to throw and one of us is going to be standing at the end. I know I'm going to get knocked out here in the UFC. That's my fighting style. That that was the Justin Gagey that fought Poirier the first time. So then Justin loses to Dustin. And then Justin loses to Eddie Alvarez. After having them hurt multiple times in the fight. After having them um, really compromised with leg kicks, etc. Just was a wild man and got caught. Then it was decided by whether it was Justin himself or the urging of his coaches, Trevor Whitman, uh, maybe the urging of his teammates, wife. I don't know the specifics, but he decided, okay, I can't do this anymore. These guys actually do hit really fucking hard, and I am going to get knocked out because uh, it's happened twice. So let me change my entire style. Let me change the entire, the entire... Okay, not his entire style. That's that's not fair. It's not a fair assessment. But let me be a technical, methodical weapon of chaos, right? So I'm still going to be chaotic. I'm still going to be dangerous in the brawls. But let me stick and move a little more to protect my head and my chin. Because Gaethje used to have a really big problem with he would cover his hands and just kind of sink down into the punches when you would throw him. And now he's being a lot more elusive, a lot more wing chunk blocks. I mean, not really, but like, you know what I'm saying. Like, really using the elbows for block, rolling with the punches, classic boxing blocks. And, um, all night, I was calling it. And everybody even said it before they were saying, oh, you know, Justin looks so much more patient this time, much more patient this time. And, uh, Poirier, I guess, to try to get into Justin, or to Justin's head, uh, leading up to the fight was like, well, He's going to be patient. He's in for a rude awakening. And I'm going to show him there's levels to this, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and that backfired. Justin was patient. He was aggressive, but he was patient. And another thing, too, the old adage of like, oh, you can't knock anybody out going backwards. You can't hurt anybody going backwards. First of all, you can. I've done it. First of all, you can, 100%. I prefer 
But also, you know, sometimes it's not just to land the knockout blow, it's to set up the knockout blow. One, one thing that Justin did really well, you know, he pushed Poirier back. They both landed good strikes. They both were in the first round. Uh, first round I still gave to Gaethje, but Dustin was right there with a close first round. And in that first round, Gaethje threw a couple of blind right high kicks that, that Dustin blocked. And, uh, I mean, he didn't set him up. He didn't throw a jab. He didn't, he didn't uh, faint or anything. And I'm back there. And I'm like, what are you doing? Set those up. Those will land. What are you doing? And then halfway through the second round, Justin Gaethje shows that, you know what? You don't know everything, RJ. You don't have to set everything up. And he knocks Dustin Poirier out with a head kick. Beautifully. I mean, beautiful. He thrown it twice before. It kind of landed. It kind of got, you know, kind of got Dustin in this little safe zone, right, in his head. Kind of got him complacent with, all right, he throws those two kicks, ain't much on him. I blocked him pretty easy. Like, he doesn't even, they weren't, like, super fast. They weren't slow, but they weren't, you know, they weren't Edson Barbosa kicks to the head. You know, but, but uh, Dustin felt like he could see him. And, man, that, the foot wrapped around and hit Dustin right in the neck, and down he went. And, uh, man, it's been a while since you've seen Dustin end up like that. <laughs> but it was a good, entertaining fight. In my heart of hearts, I do wish it would have been like a fifth-round knockout like that, a blood and guts war up until that point. But, man, kudos to both these guys, and kudos to Justin Gaethje. He's definitely next in line for the title shot, and uh, I'm hoping he gets uh, Makachev because we've already seen him in Oliveira. Um... And I really don't know who I want to, who who I think is going to win between Oliveira and Makachev. Really, I think Makachev needs needs to win because Oliveira's already ran through the whole division. Makachev wins. What do you do with Oliveira? I don't. That that's like I don't know. You know, um, Makachev wins. There's a lot more Makachev or however you say his name. There's a lot more avenues to take as far as title challengers who maybe they fall for the title. Not too long ago, but it was a different champion. So that, you know, but uh, very good fight. Very good fight. Good job, Justin Gaethje. Good job, Dustin Poirier. Both y'all, tremendous athletes, tremendous warriors. Dustin, all the, all the talk and all the shit I'm talking is just because I'm a jealous boyfriend. It's nothing to do with your ability as a fighter. Um, always exciting, as I know. And as I knew it was going to happen. And then in the co-main event, you know, uh, Alex Pereira fought Jan Blahovich. I thought that Alex looked good. I thought Jan looked decent. Um, I thought Alex was a little slow on the trigger on some things and was not throwing any combination punches. However, he did just get knocked out in his last fight. And he is fighting the fucking Polish puncher. So... You know, it is, it is, um, it's easier said from the outside perspective. You know, armchair quarterbacking, armchair, you know, fighting is really easy. He should have done this, he could have done this, he would have done this type thing. But, uh, hair looked good. Um, he looked composed. He picked some good shots. His fucking kicks are, are stupid. I mean, dude, the calf kicks are insane. You know, it blows my mind because 
for someone as good at kickboxing as he is, I myself see so many openings. His arms are down when he kicks. He does, but my man is so powerful. You are just you just do not want to fucking go in there, man. Like you, you really don't. You don't want to just. Oh, he makes it so difficult. He makes it so miserable. Oh. You know, he really popped Blahovich. But you know what? Here's something else, dude. He showed he showed what I said, I think. And that, you know, hey, cutting 20 pounds of weight and then trying to fight world-class motherfuckers has has an effect on your ability to take a punch or not. And uh, because I think Blahovich hit him hard a few times, you know. And uh, he was able to take it. And I think that's because he's still 20 pounds. This new weight class, he's 20 pounds heavier than this last one. You know what I mean? So, he, uh, he has 20 more pounds of fluid on his body that he didn't have to cut because he doesn't look any bigger than he did. So, I think he was still cutting from that same weight. And I think his body felt a lot better. Um, I just wish he would throw a few more combinations. But yeah, he looked good. Yon came out saying something like uh, he got robbed. I don't think Yon got robbed. I think Yon won the first round. I did say that the first round might have been a 10-8. I was with all my friends. We were just hype watching in the moment. Um, immediately after I said that, I was like, well, actually, all he did was outgrapple him. He didn't do any damage with it. He didn't do anything crazy. So, you know, definitely was a 10-9. And then I gave him a hair the next two rounds. So, um, my man, the Black Beast, Derek Lewis, can I say that? Can I say Black Beast? It is his nickname, and I'm not trying to be insensitive. Um, I know this day and age, you gotta be careful what you say, uh, but Derek Lewis, dude, he, uh, he is a conundrum, right? It's, it's, my man is the epitome of, this is a mental game, because, when Derek Lewis is on, my man is on. But if there's any mental doubt in his head, it, it really shows. It showed against Cormier. It showed against Ngannou. It showed against, um, you know, just a couple of these last fights, some losses he didn't even really need to take. But he came out there with a flying knee. And kudos to De Silva for taking that damn thing right in the mouth, dude. That knee hit him right in the mouth. And it is embarrassing. He, he did lose in 33 seconds, but also, I do kind of feel like there is a lot, a lot to be proud of in his taking that punishment like that. I mean, there's a lot to be proud of. That's incredible. Um, and he was covering up really, really good. Uh, I think that had it not been stopped, he probably would have been okay. He probably was hurt, but he was also probably hurt and kind of trying to see if Lewis can let his, you know, blow his steam, you know, uh, but, uh, Derek Lewis, man, always, always, always entertaining as hell to watch, always, and, uh, it's, it's awesome, man, I, I, I wish him the best, and I hope, I hope, and I pray that he gets some really good fights, and, uh, man, honestly, nothing would make me happier than to see Derek Lewis as the world champ, at least for one fight, dude, just one. Yeah, and then we had uh, Tony Ferguson. Uh, or we already talked about Tony Ferguson, Bobby, Bobby Green. I mean, um, Kevin Holland versus Michael Chiesa. 
Um, and I think that was Mike Kiesa's first fight in like two years. And it really showed. It showed that he, uh, you know, he had a lot of ring rust, I felt like. But Kevin Holland is no no easy task. I, I picked Kevin Holland to win. I think that he's one of the most exciting and dangerous fighters, especially at welterweight. He um, talked about in his post-fight interview or post-fight press conference that he wanted to go back up to middleweight, but I just feel like 170 is the weight cut for him. Now, of course, he knows how his body feels. I don't. But, yeah, I, I just feel as if that 170, he's just so long. I mean, um, man, it's just it's just always so fun to watch him. He says Chesson needs to retire. I kind of agree, but to each his own. You know, we're not we're all grown men here. It's it's not up to us to tell who to retire and who not. You know, like I know I, this is kind of the same thing I said with Tony. Like I I feel like Tony needs to retire for sure, but at the end of the day, you know, you're a grown man. You. You make that call. I'm I'm not gonna be a, I'm not gonna be the one to tell you to retire. Um. Man, the the fight card overall was just, uh, was just great. You know what I mean? Um, let's see. Did I miss anybody? Uh, here, let me go. I made it home now. This is after. This is post training. Uh. And uh, had a good training day today. We had a lot of people show up, and man, I just love it, dude. I, I I love training and getting good good work in with a good, solid group of guys with some good skills. Um. Good, good work today. UFC two ninety one. Let's see here. Let's see. Yep, Kevin Holland, Derek Lewis. The green, butta butta. Uh, yeah, just overall, really good, good night. Um, you know, down in the prelims, we had head kick KO, submission rear naked choke, submission guillotine, uh, TKO by spinning back fist, submission armbar. There was only, it looks like one, two decisions, in a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 11 fight card, two decisions. Great, great night of fights. Um, I also, <clears throat> I was 10 and 1 last night. And out of 11 fights, uh, I picked 10 winners and one loser. Kind of a first for me. But it's uh, overall a good night of fights. Uh, Terrence Crawford also beat the brakes off of Errol Spence. Um, you know, I kind of, I didn't really talk about that one very much. Um, you know, but I kind of expected that to happen. Terrence Crawford is just on another level. He, his jabs, <laughs> he can jab from the Orthodox or the Southpaw styles. He's uh, he's long rangey. He's got a Tommy Hearns type body style or body type. You know, long, big, wide, broad shoulders. He's he uh, he's a force to be reckoned with, and he's freaking fast. And Earl Spence is no joke either. He just you know. Maybe it just wasn't his night, and uh, by the looks of it, it'll be a won't be his night if they fight again either. Um, Terrence Crawford really put a clinic on there. I was trying to watch both fights at the same time. Um, overall, really happy with uh, with the turnout of the podcast. Everybody listening, I really appreciate it. Um, 
Yeah, man, it was a great night of fights. Uh, we got more fights coming up. And uh, Island Fights is in like two weeks. Cam Bennett is fighting. Um, John Gunther is fighting. Uh, I mean, so many people. Carlos Acosta is fighting. Great night of fights. Uh, that'll be so. I appreciate you guys. Love you guys. This has been In the Neutral Corner with RJ Summerlin. And uh, Godspeed.